Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This episode of Canada Land is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress that is trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. It's a great mattress at a very reasonable price point. Comes with a 20-year warranty. And a great deal for our listeners. Douglas is giving you a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. That is douglas.ca slash CanadaLand. Hey, I need you to pay close attention to this message. It is not an ad. This is about CanadaLand and this is about you. You need to know that the news crisis is about to get a lot worse. You've heard about the layoffs. We're about to have news closures. And it's very likely that we're going to be seeing the defunding of the CBC. Where are you going to get your information from? What can you do about this? You can support CanadaLand. We need you to. And so for this month and this month only, you can become a CanadaLand supporter and get everything our supporters get for just $2 a month. That is an almost 80% discount. The clock is ticking on this. It disappears at the end of the month, and then we will not offer it. We need your support. We need to keep news coverage alive in Canada. Go right now to canadaland.com slash join. And thank you. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. If you have big plans for the new year, Squarespace makes it easy to turn those ideas into a unique website where you can showcase your work, your blog, you can publish content with just a few clicks. When you're ready to launch, Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and use the offer code CANADALAND to save 10% off your first purchase. This episode is also brought to you by Hi Mama. I remember how hard it can be to leave your kids at daycare for the first time. Not hard for them so much as it is uh, for the parents. And it's hard for daycares to keep parents, anxious, neurotic parents, up to date. There's always a line of parents that pick up who want updates on their kid. This is an app. This is a Canadian startup called Hi Mama that has a solution. They make it simple for daycares to send parents private notifications in real time about how kids are doing. It's easier for the daycare, and it gets parents the information that they want. Ask your daycare to consider using the Hi Mama app by going to highmama.com slash CanadaLand. If they sign up for a demo, you get a $25 Amazon gift card. That's highmama.com slash CanadaLand. Lastly, this episode is brought to you by the delightful motion picture Lady Bird, the best-reviewed movie in the history of Rotten Tomatoes. It has over 180 reviews and a 100% rating. It is the winner of Best Film and Best Actress from the New York Film Critics Circle. Lady Bird is now playing across Canada, and it will be in even more theaters on December 8th. 
I saw this movie, guys, and I really liked it. Hey, Jen Gerson. Hey, Jesse Brown. Of the National Post. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, excellent. Yes, I'm still employed. Today, Jen, we are going to talk about the Globe and Mail redesign. They're expanding into less. We will talk about the struggle against misogyny within the extreme right, because it's hard for women to hate on feminism with all these abusive men harassing them. And we will talk about Tucker Carlson's hunt for a silly Canadian liberal. Spoiler alert, he found one. Welcome back. Thanks. This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts is brought to you by James Prothero, Charles Plant. Kate Stuperick, Rafaela Weisgerber, Brayden Smith, Andy LeMay, Evelyn Reutner, and Karen Hainstock. My name is Karen Hainstock. I'm a national media account coordinator based out of Toronto. I support Candleland because it's about time I learned where my biases and blind spots are and start thinking critically about what media I trust and whose messages I support. And this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Jen, you know the importance of having a good website, do you not? Uh, I would if I had one. Well, let me tell you about a service that you should consider for your own personal website. Squarespace makes it easy for anybody to have a beautiful portfolio website in a bunch of clicks. You just use one of their beautiful pre-made templates and put your information in. If you are ready to start your new business, why wait until the new year? Jen, you can customize everything from the look and feel of your website to settings and products. It is all optimized for mobile right out of the box. That's actually very cool. You just make one website. It works on a mobile device. It works on desktop. They have analytics, so you can actually look at how people are using your website. You can kind of get addicted to those if you're not careful. If you do have a question, they have 24-7 support. They upgrade the thing all the time. It is the solution that is not just for getting the website up, but for maintaining the website, uh, which is a big concern once you get going. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet. Make it a reality with Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you are ready to launch, use the offer code CANADALAND and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, squarespace.com, offer code CANADALAND. Jen, have you seen the, uh, the all-new... Globe and Mail print edition? Uh, only online. <laughs> I, you know, I, I heard a bunch of people ragging on it online. All the olds were talking about how the, the text is too small and, uh, you know, they they're bitching about... always complain about that. Every single time there's a redesign, the text is too small, the leading's too small. Every single time, that is your number one complaint, olds. Yeah, and the truth is, is that any redesign of anything, an app, a newspaper, people will grumble because it's all about their routine. Their routine has been interrupted. You can expect people to hate on any redesign. And, you know, I didn't want to just take the um, the, com- the online complaints, you know, and other things that like people were really mad because, like, all the photos were off register, and that's just like, well, when you, when you have a new format, there's going to be a few days to get the glitch out. So this is how professional I am, Jen. I thought that I should probably actually see the thing before I criticize it on the show. you got to oh, respect that radical. integrity. And radical. <laughs> did you, did you, where, did, where did you find it? Did you have to go to the library for it? Yeah. So I figured, you know, buying a newspaper should be an easy thing to do. And on my usual route to work, I stopped into the 7-Eleven, no Globe and Mail, 
convenience store, no globe and mail. I, I tried like three places and I had to I had to go among the dead and the dying. I had to go into a hospital and and I found a shopper's drug mart there that had one. Basically I had to pass through a rift, through a portal into the upside down and and, and I bought one from a from a demigorgon for 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 three dollars. And and so I do have a copy here. Um I don't know if it's readily available in Calgary or if they've stopped uh, servicing uh <laughs> <laughs> the prairies. Good, good question. I mean, my understanding is that uh, uh, the Globe and Mail has uh, dominance, you know, north of Red Deer and then south of Red Deer. It's the post. That's kind of how the turf wars um, played out. I mean, I, I'm sure you could probably have found it if you had go- went into a high end hotel. Ah, like the Fairmont or something. That's that's where you could find it. The other thing I would suggest is uh, in Toronto, if you go into like the rich neighborhoods, like like Davisville, some of those uh, corner stores will stock the Globe and the New York Times. I mean, but you still have to get in there like before like seven o'clock, like you yeah. need to get in before the, the early bird crowd, like sometime between five and seven, then that's how you get your printed paper. And fair enough. I'm not, I'm not even like dumping on them for this. Like I'm not the customer for this, obviously. And so maybe the people who do want it are able to get it. But I think it's interesting how they are talking about this. And that's what I want to focus on. They were very mad at us, Jen, when we, we were the ones who broke the news. We found out that they were killing their art section. And we reported that. And, and there's a very livid that, that we're not killing the art section. I mean, yes, we're killing the art section. But no, we're folding it into it's going to be a two-section paper. There'll be no diminishment to our arts coverage. They were very upset. I I, I think that that's sort of been continuous in their messaging to the public about what this is. It's not less of a Globe and Mail. And I want to play you a little bit of this. um, Some poor schmuck who likely got hired during one of the Globe's many, like, pivots to video uh, has the unfortunate task of, like, doing these in-house interviews with Walmsley whenever something happens, which they have the air of a, like, you know, a message from Dear Leader. And here's, you know, an interview with my boss. So let's hear a little bit of that. Why did the Globe decide to make this change, and what can readers expect from today's paper? It is a very different paper. It's the first redesign in seven years, and the reason we did it was because we, like everything else, have to improve constantly. So one of the things is the Globe changed its distribution in some areas, notably in the Maritimes. Why was this decision made, and how can readers access the Globe in these areas? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a pity for all of us. I don't think anyone wants to stand and say that no longer distributing into the Maritimes is a, is a good thing. It's not. But it was economics. Will there be dedicated areas in the A section for BC, or is it just part of the general mix? Yeah, so we are going to commit to the regional pages as we've always done. We're actually expanding. It's good to hear. Good to hear, says the interviewer. Uh, good to hear, boss. Uh, though you've stopped actually uh, distributing to the Maritimes, you're actually expanding. Uh, though, though there's no BC section anymore, there's more than ever coverage in, in our new real estate section. Uh, in, in David Walmsley's uh, message in the paper, he calls it an even better paper. And I got to tell you, Jen, like now that I actually have one in my hands, it, it is a sad wee thing. And now it's, it's reduced to two sections. I get that I'm not the intended reader and it's sort of like we have a business that a good portion of the business is the print reader who is an older reader. So, you know, it's like it's like a restaurant, like you leave some things on the menu that are still selling to a certain crowd. But everything I'm hearing from that crowd is that they don't like it either. Okay, so I mean, I am in no position to make fun of the Globe for being small and sad and limp. Uh, I I think what's happening here is is there's a couple of things, and that is um, one, the concept of a national newspaper isn't really national anymore. A national newspaper means you have a presence in Toronto, in Ottawa, in Alberta, in BC, and Quebec. That's what a national newspaper is. And, and you know, if you're in a place with someone like my position, who, who is, is the Calgary correspondent, that means that essentially you, you fill in for the rest of the prairie provinces when needed. 
you know, and the economics of not be really being able to distribute to the Maritimes anymore is, is, is what it is. I mean, I don't, the post doesn't do that either. So that, that is what's happening is that geographically, um, the, what counts as a national newspaper has shrunk. Secondly, what's happening is, you know, the, the print product is shrinking. Um, and that is in line with a, a, a slow transition to digital. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if you're kind of disappointed with both products, with both the digital and the print products, because we can't do anything. We don't have the staff. I mean, I'm not saying we is the, I'm not, I don't represent the globe, but I mean, we in the newspaper industry no longer have the staff or resources to do either thing particularly well. So we're going to do both things as well as we possibly can. Um, Which is poorer than they were than than, than you've done them before. Well, that, that, uh, speaking royally by, as by, the we uh, we are the yeah, newspaper. Yeah, by necessity, industry. of course, it's poorer than, than than it was. Yeah, there's there's no question that the, that the printed product that you're going to get, and I'm not just saying just saying the Globe. I'm going to say the Post, the Star, your local papers, all of them. The, the printed product that you're picking up today is not of the same quality or caliber either in terms of the amount of content or the quality of content of what you would have gotten 10 years ago. I mean, there's just, there's just no debate about that at that point. But the Globe is not unique in this in this attempt. Now, is the Globe trying to put lipstick on a pig? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, we're we all trying to put lipstick, lipstick on a pig. But I can't really fault what the Globe is doing because, you know, the Post has done it too. And when we did it, it made sense. You know, we decided, what is our audience here for? What is important to them here? What, what, is, what is our core product? And the Post decided, guess what? Arts, sports isn't our core product. Guess what? Arts isn't our core product. Our core product is 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 news and commentary. That's and and business. That's what we provide, and that's what our, our readers are actually here to read. And, and Sudoku, of course, because shit, you can't you can't riots would break out if we stop printing that. You need the Sudoku, actually. yeah. If you can't if um, you can't find fault with what the Globe is doing, then you're not trying hard enough. Um, <laughs> And I can't. I can't practically. I mean, okay, I can. Tr I could be an asshole about it. Yeah. But from a practical. What show do you think you're on? Um, okay, listen. <laughs> I think that this is a really weak move, and I'm going to explain why. I mean, I absolutely understand okay. their reasoning. They still make a lot of money off of their print product, and, they, and there would be uproar, and, they, and their readers would take to the streets um, if they got rid of it. And so their answer to a shrinking market is to give those core customers less, and I think you know steadily over the years to charge more for it. Um, I, I think that this is a weak move because it pleases absolutely nobody. Those core readers uh, are, are – it is harder to read this newspaper. And if, if you're so in love with the print product, you love sharing sections and leisurely going through this this wonderful physical thing that experience is now degraded i would suggest that a bolder stronger move would have been to eliminate the weekday print product entirely and then provide that weekend experience in a more fulsome way like give a beautiful huge paper yeah but when 50% of your of your ad i don't know if it's 50% but i'm i'm guessing it's some i'm pulling a number out of the air here so say 40 to 50% of your ad revenue is coming from your weekday print product you can't you just can't make the cut. I mean, that's the problem that all of us are facing right now, that I think it's still something like 80% plus of our overall revenue is coming from a dying print product. So what's happening is you can't, the, 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 print, is, the print product is, our, is still our lifeline and you can't cut your, your lifeline without just canning 80% of your revenue. And that's, that's the thing that, that, that's killing all of us. I mean, that, that the globe's not unique in this. And yeah, of course, from a practical point of view, it's not, I, nobody wants to be producing a shittier print product. That is nobody's first goal. Nobody wants that 
as as uh, as a principle, we would love to be giving our print readers. Our print readers are are the people we love, unlike our online readers who we hate. <laughs> like I love my like I hate my online readers. They're terrible human beings. They're freeloaders who shit on me on Twitter. Okay, you're a freeloader if you're if you're an online reader. Wow, okay? why you're would why would people ever have but, negative things to say to you? Why, why would your readers? <laughs> I just sweet Jen Gerson. Um, it's because I'm a woman. We'll get into it's that. Probably later. that. It must be but that. Any, <laughs> um, but 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 um, my print readers they're they're my life they're they're the people i live for and let me also tell you my print readers give me much more thoughtful feedback they they respond to me in these long interesting emails they're brilliant our print readers are are are, are the people we love and it does not make me happy to know that we are not serving those people as well but there's no better option like the, like the, the the money's not there it's just not there anymore so you do the best you can with the shitty resources you have Jen, this this boomer pandering is is revolting. Listen, uh, I, I absolutely look. Why do you think we talk about how terrible millennials are? Yes, your children are terrible. They're <laughs> terrible. Buy my newspaper. They're terrible human beings. If I may, this is the innovator's dilemma. Just like this is it. It's like, do you cut off fifty percent, eighty percent, whatever the revenue is that your print advertising represents? Can you just lose that um, because you're trying to get a future where your re- revenue is a mix of probably predominantly subscription revenue and some online advertising? Looking through the weekday edition of the Globe and Mail, I mean, it is just pathetic. Uh, like the the ads are like, you know, we buy your gold for cash. There's like, you know, page two is a moment in time archives. The obits take up a lot of room. Like it's this nostalgia fest and everybody is online now. The olds are online and they would c- cry bloody murder. The olds still want their obits. That's the fine. still want their That's obits, fine. Jesse. You're going to have to piss them off because if you say to them, look, if you want your Globe and Mail on the weekend, which is when you really get that big experience you want, you're going to have to buy an online subscription to get it. You force, like LaPress did, which I know that the jury is still out on how successful that was, but if there's any hope, that is the example of how, no, how it might no, work. No, no, no. You can't, you can't, look, I'm sorry, we've already tried this game where we try to take the LaPress success model and put it into English Canada, and we've seen that that doesn't... No, that, let's never talk about that ever again. Answer. Don't say it. Let's never talk about that ever again. Um, but look, I mean, look, look, like, I think that in the long term, what you're describing, the play you're describing is the way we all got to go. We're going to go to essentially, in the next five years, I'm sure we're going to go to a weekly edition but in the meantime a lot of our readers have to die first are you suggesting what i what i think you're suggesting because i'm in <laughs> okay but that we, we we don't have the balance of revenue set up to be able to do that within a year that's maybe a five-year plan no i i know i know i i just think that the globe because they've got the thompsons they're the paper that can do it you know what i mean like they can take the short-term pain to actually turn things around but i mean it's, you know no, okay okay but but assuming just because you have a, a paper that's backed by a rich family that therefore the paper can afford to not make money is is a bit of a problem right i mean it's it's not just about not making money it's like what obligation do the thompsons have to their own finances if, if that paper's you know going to lose money for 10 years versus parking that money in in, in an investment vehicle that's going to make two, three, four, five, 10% per year. So, I mean, just, 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 just because they have um, the charity backing of a rich family doesn't excuse the paper from actually being somewhat economically sustainable. You can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. And in this case, the baby is old people. <laughs> in this case, the baby is old people. Jen, remember Lauren Southern? I do remember Lauren Southern. Lauren Southern, of course, uh, formerly of The Rebel, Broke out on her own as a alt-right, extreme-right commentator um, after cutting ties with the rebel uh, through somewhat hazy circumstances. Having her Patreon shut down by Patreon because she was involved in blocking 
a ship that was trying to bring migrants into Europe. Wasn't she arrested for that? Yeah, the Italian, uh, if I recall, the Italian authorities arrested her for that. Patreon cut off her funding. She is still a thing. She has a YouTube channel. She has hundreds of thousands of subscribers on her YouTube channel. And she, along with another uh, female uh, alt-right, extreme-right, uh, the, the other one being, I think, uh, an ethno-nationalist, in the same week, both kind of had uncharacteristic messaging where they addressed their own audience, uh, which has apparently been attacking them. This is a clip from a Lauren Southern YouTube video titled, Why I'm Not Married. I, I could read some of the tweets I get, some of the comments I get, like, Hey Lauren, why aren't you making videos with your five kids and your husband? I'm not going to get married at 22 years old just so that I won't be called a degenerate on the internet. There are some people that just come in and think the only purpose of advocating traditionalism is have a kid right now because that is your biological duty. No, that's insane. Okay, so obviously... Jen, what we can hear from that is that Lauren Southern has been getting trolled by some pretty horrible people who consider her a hypocrite because she, at the age of 22, doesn't have five kids and that she extols traditional values, but she doesn't live by them. And I don't want to make light of the abuse and harassment that alt-right, extreme-right women like Lauren Southern face online from alt-right trolls. No, actually, I'm sorry. That, that is what I want to do. That is exactly my intention. I wish to make light of the uh, abuse and harassment that Lauren Southern receives from alt-right trolls because she is asking for amnesty and, and consideration from those people, but she would deny it to others. She has denied it to others. She has actively mocked and made – she pretended to be a trans person so she could deride and mock them. Uh, this is a person who, again, has, has uh, crossed the line uh, from covering things to actually being a party to this activist campaign that was blocking migrants, the exact kind of heckling and hectoring and abuse that she wants protection from, she has, she has and does encourage upon others. I've got a couple of things that, that I want to say about all this, but uh, the one thing I would also point out is that she is a hypocrite. If you are a woman in the alt-right movement and you are advocating for traditional values, you can't then protect, you know, invoke the protections of feminism. <laughs> you know, you can't say it's a fem it's a ca feminism is a cancer <laughs> on one hand. And then on the other hand, be like, OK, but I, I'm I just 22 and I'm not ready to get married yet. And I'm not ready to be a baby machine yet. No, you're, you're you are 22 and you shouldn't get married if you aren't ready to get married. And and you shouldn't be a baby machine and you should have a right to your own intellectual point of view and point of mind. That's the point we're trying to get across. <laughs> That's the point. Jen? That's the entire point. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. No, you're yelling, but, but, but you're also putting words in her mouth. She doesn't use the F word. All she's saying is that... Okay, okay. It, it, All right. <laughs> of course she's talking about <laughs> feminism. We'll, we'll link to the video. I'm sorry, but we will. We'll link to the video because it actually is a stunning document. What you're watching is, and she is only 22, and under any other circumstance... I would say, hey, you're entitled to have shitty opinions at 22, uh, but this is a person who has been voicing her opinions on a very, very large stage, and, and it's had consequences. So we see her in this clip. It's almost like a little chickadee coming out of its shell and looking at the world around her and, and saying, wait a second, what if we as conservatives and alt-right people, in hearkening back to traditional values, and she says this, what if we're hearkening back romantically to a time that we never really experienced? And maybe it's like some romantic ideal that never quite was what we think it is. And maybe we shouldn't be calling people degenerates for, or for, for, for being single mothers or for not getting married immediately. Maybe, maybe what's right for me might not be right for you. Maybe women shouldn't be attacked online. Maybe women shouldn't be bullied offline for having opinions. Maybe, maybe, women, that, maybe that. Maybe that's a self-defeating 
position for a woman like Lauren Southern to have. Yes, maybe that is. <laughs> and then she said, "Okay, but no, no, we got to get beyond the making fun of Lauren Southern. We got to get on this. What, There's what, a limit to how much I'm willing to shit on a 22 year old. Okay, me too. But I'm not quite there yet. Can I do one more? Uh, oh, fine. And, and this is sort you're of a point. bad person, Jesse Brown. You're 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 a bad man. The problem with her with her journey of discovery is she realizes that she may have sequestered herself into a vicious little bubble that is turning on her is that she pleads, guys, I'm 22. I'm just figuring this out. Give me some space to figure this out. And she ends by saying, I want to bring you along with me on this journey, maybe making mistakes as I take the piss out of the hardcore feminists and the silly things that they do. That's a direct quote. And she says, hey, maybe I will end up a crazy cat lady when I'm 30. Right. So oh, wow. 30. she wants to have it both ways. She wants to basically make like, guys, I can still hate with you. Come on. Give me some space to figure out my personal shit while we hate together. And I, I don't want to give her that slack. You know, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you chose your bubble. Either get out of it or, or you know, sleep in that bed. Are those three metaphors or four there? That's a very degenerate metaphor. There's a couple of points I want to make out here. And one is what she's also pointing to is a phenomenon that isn't limited to the alt-right. And that is the use of online bullying and troll tactics in order to uh, maintain a certain degree of ideological conformity. That is not just the alt-right doing that. The left does that too. And I mean, increasingly what I find very interesting about what's happening online and particularly in, in, in places like Twitter is that it's not really the left attacking the right or it's not really people of oppo fundamentally opposing ideologies actually debating it one another on any of these issues. Increasingly what's happening is you know, you're more likely to get mobbed and attacked by the people who agree with you. It's people who are, you know, insufficiently doctrinaire getting told to get in line by people who are slightly more doctrinaire. And it's not just the alt-right that's doing that. The left's doing this, too. I'm glad you found a way to express this is also the left's fault. Uh, I, think, I think you're onto something <laughs> uh, there. No, no, I, no, 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 no. Don't go, hey, I just made fun of Lauren Southern here. I, I went around. I went along your little shitty party here. OK, <laughs> now I'm now I'm going to try and broaden it out into into something a little bit bigger. No, you're insufficiently doctrinaire. I uh, know. Right, please continue. Okay. The next thing that I would point out is that the alt-right and especially sort of women who are openly ethno-nationalist or people who, women who are, are supportive of like the, the emergence of a white state and those sorts of things, then complaining that they're being attacked for not getting married and breeding. Just for context, you're referring to this other, this other commentator, uh, Tara McCarthy, who's since deleted tweets or protected tweets. Uh, she, she, when she was set upon by her fans, she said, look, if you guys want more women speaking publicly about ethno-nationalism, you better back off if you want women in this racist movement. Right. So the problem with this position is that uh, racist, ethno, white ethno-nationalism is fundamentally sexist. The sexism is baked right into the pie because it is an ideology that says that white people are under attack, that there's a white genocide going on, and that women have a responsibility to respond to that genocide by shutting the fuck up and having babies. That is... The core tenet of this ideology, it is sexism reduced to its most, um, what's the word I'm looking for, atavistic and biological mold. Okay, so you can't divorce the sexism from the ethno-nationalism. If you are a female white ethno-nationalist, you, you really should shut up and have babies because that's the ideology you espouse. I think, I think, uh, I fear that we may be in agreement here. 
This episode is brought to you by Douglas, a mattress trusted by more than 200,000 Canadians from coast to coast to coast. Trust is important. There are a lot of mattress lies out there, a lot of mattress liars. And I, I, I didn't intend the pun, but it occurred to me that there is one as I was saying those words. Listen, I am not lying to you. Uh, I have uh, experienced the Douglas mattress. It is an exceptional mattress at a surprisingly affordable price point. It is a mattress that sleeps cool. doesn't have that weird thing in the summer where the mattress gets like an oven. It's a very good product. It's delivered to your house in a box. You don't have to go to a big mattress store. It is a medium firm mattress, which is what Canadians prefer, and it comes with a 365-night trial and a 20-year warranty. What more can I tell you? Douglas is giving our listeners a free sleep bundle with each mattress purchase. Get the sheets, pillows, mattress, and pillow protectors free with your Douglas purchase today. Visit douglas.ca slash CanadaLand to claim this offer. This episode is brought to you by the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. Right now, there is an opioid crisis. Right now, there is a mental health crisis. But right now, it is Mental Health Week. And what that means is you can do something about these crises. You can help people. You can help CAMH save lives. They offer treatment with dignity, and they are doing cutting-edge research. I don't know if anybody listening to this is untouched by this crisis. You can see it in the downtown of every city in this country. You certainly feel it in Toronto. This is not something happening to other people. These are our friends. These are our communities, our families. We are all touched by addiction. We are all touched by the mental health crisis, and we all share responsibility to do something about it. Helping CAMH is something you can do about it. Help change mental health care forever. Your support will help CAMH build a future where nobody is left behind. Donate at camh.ca slash CanadaLand to help them treat addiction and build hope. Can we duly note some things? Sure, let's go. I just want a quick shout out to the funniest website in Canada. I think it's like two or three weeks old. And Tim Fontaine, formerly of uh, CBC Indigenous, has, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't think that there was a fresh spin to have on the Onion's fake news format. And Tim Fontaine has launched Walking Eagle News, which is uh, an Indigenous fake news comedy site. And I'm not going to um, butcher these headlines by reading them. Uh, on the show, but people should just go check it out because it's, it's it's really very funny. Walking Eagle News. Check it out. Duly noted. Jen, what do you have? The, the Quebec government has decided to thumb its nose at Melanie Jolie and they've decided to give their print newspaper industries $36 million, thus expanding the life cycle of a couple of flailing titles probably by months, if not weeks. So good job. I think they've also done something else, Jen. Like they, they have newspapers there that people actually read and are doing well. And for a few million dollars, those newspapers, I think, have made a really bad decision. I mean, to accept government financing for uh, supposedly independent press is to cross a line that they're going to have to wear that from now on. Um, eh, I, I actually don't think that they're going to have to wear much. I, I think it's much, much easier for journalists to take money from advertisers and you know, granting agencies and governments and then actually not give a shit about where that money actually comes from when it comes to coverage. I think that if you are advertising in print media or providing cash in the form of grants to print media, you, you probably shouldn't overestimate how much influence that's going to buy you. I mean, on some level, maybe a little bit, but there's better value for money if that's what you're trying to buy is influence. So I guess good for the, the papers of Quebec. I mean, lucky you, but I, I still don't see how any of this is a solution. I, I, I don't think that even a couple of years of government funding in order to try and manage the so-called transition to digital 
gets us anywhere. Darkly noted. Finally, Jen, I want to duly note a story that was unpublished by the National Post, and I I don't imagine that you had anything to do with it, and I understand that you were even on a vacation, but I don't want to put you in the awkward position of having to opine about your own paper, so uh, everyone will understand if it's just me talking for a minute here. So this was a story by Sean Craig, formerly of Canada Land, and the headline, for the brief period of time when this story was live, the headline ran, Multiple Sexual Harassment Claims Advice Canada message from union staffer reveals. And the story seemed to be built on this one email that got into the National Post's hands or Sean Craig's hands writing for the National Post, where a Canadian Media Guild worker emailed a vice employee to say, I work for the union. We are dealing with multiple sexual harassment claims at Vice Canada right now. The context for this is uh, that there is this talk in the U.S. media of this looming big sexual harassment investigation that's about to get published apparently for a few weeks now about vice in the States. There was already a reported instance of uh, where where I think a couple of people lost their jobs at at vice. And if this is sort of, you know, the Me Too thing hitting vice and as it's hit many media organizations. And so, you know, here's this National Post story that there have been multiple sexual harassment allegations at Vice Canada. And then I think about 12 hours later, this came out November 25th, the story disappears from the post. And if you go to the URL, it says update to Vice Story. The original story has been removed while we investigate new information. And I asked Sean what the hell's going on. I didn't hear back. And I asked people at the National Post what the hell happened there. Because usually you either correct a story if it's wrong. To remove a story completely is rare and usually requires some explanation. This is an update that there's further investigation happening, and they won't answer questions about what that is. The union released a statement saying, we are aware of a report in the National Post that contains claims attributed to a union staffer suggesting that our union is dealing with multiple sexual harassment claims at Vice Canada right now. That is not the case. So CMG denying... Not that this email exists, but that what the email states, that there are multiple sexual harassment claims advice, that that's not true. I have no idea what the truth is of this situation, but it does bring to mind issues in the past with the same union, the CBC during the Gomeshi case. And there have been other instances where there is this zone that exists between a sexual harassment claim, like making a formal claim and making a complaint. It's a very, it's a formal decision. Do you want to take your complaint up to the level of a claim. And what we have not heard from Vice is that there has not been anything, no complaints whatsoever, that we've never heard anything about sexual harassment here. And it would be, frankly, kind of rare for a workplace of that size to have never had anybody bring up those issues. So I find this very strange. It's hard for me to understand what would result in a story getting removed without clarification or correction for this uh, further investigation and and nobody's answering questions. So it's just something I wanted to point out. I'm in absolutely no position to answer any of these questions because of um, A, I'm a National Post employee, and B, I have no clue. I I know nothing about this story, Um, nor would I be in a position to know anything about this story. The only thing that I would say is that I agree with you. It's uh, very odd for a story like that to be removed without further explanation. And the only thing I would say is that I have a lot of faith in Sean Craig as an investigative reporter. That's the only thing I can really add. As do I. But the only thing I need you to add beyond that are the words. Duly noted. Our final sponsor today is Casper Mattresses, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. And you can be sure of your mattress purchase because Casper has a 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Casper's mattresses are perfectly designed for humans. 
That's good. They're engineered to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Affordable prices because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to the consumer. No hassle returns if you're not completely satisfied and free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. I have a Casper mattress. It is a good mattress. It's actually an excellent mattress. I sleep on it every night, in fact, and uh, uh, I sleep well. And it was priced at a rate that was a lot lower than comparable mattresses that you get in those big box stores. So start sleeping ahead of the curve with Casper. Get $65 Canadian. That's more than you'll find anywhere else with Casper offers. 65 bucks Canadian off any mattress purchase when you visit casper.com slash CanadaLand and use CanadaLand as your promo code at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's casper.com slash CanadaLand, offer code CanadaLand. Jen, I want to bring your attention to an international news story of the greatest importance. The Durham local, the Durham uh, union chapter of the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario had a night of inclusiveness training. Everyone take heed. There was a night of inclusiveness training in, in Durham for Durham teachers in which the poster, the flyer on the wall contain the acronym, the complete acronym, not just LGBTQ, but LGGBDTTTIQQAAPP. Well, that's the bat signal for Tucker Carlson to get involved. That was the Fox News, uh, something is afoot in Durham. And so essentially in their never-ending quest for political correctness uh, run amok, instances of our freedoms being removed by political correctness, the Fox News sleuths picked this up from alt-right online channels that this was happening, Uh, God help us all in Durham. But in order to make this into a cable news segment, Tucker Carlson needs someone to be irate and angry with. And it must be difficult to find uh, schmucks like fools, uh, patsies, people who you can call liberals who will in one way or the other stand up for whatever the silly thing of the day is. And lucky Tucker Carlson, he found the former president of the Liberal Party of Canada Stephen LeDrew. And that sounded a little something like this. So what does this acronym mean specifically? What are the categories? Well, I mean, it's generally shortened to LGBTQ, uh, which is the communities. And there's a few extra ones they've added in there. And some people don't even know what it means, but they just know that means inclusiveness. It's a good thing. It's a question of tolerance. Right. Uh, Of course. But I guess what piqued my interest was the addition of new letters, each representing a new category. And uh, I'm not against it, kind of confused by it, and I just want to know what it means. Do you know what the acronym stands for? Do you know what those 15 well, groups are? What's the problem with it? So well, I don't know what the, I mean, look, I, I don't know. I mean, you could hand me a box and say, there's something great inside, and my answer would be, okay, what is it? So, for example, what's Two-Spirit? Well, Two-Spirit sounds like there's someone they don't know whether they're, uh, you know, fish or fowl. They don't know whether they're frick or frack. So they're clearly confused, and, you know, again, if you're confused, what better place to go than to be at school? What? I'll, I'll bet you, Tucker, all those categories that are in that... Stephen LeDrew is confused. That's not what two-spirit means. Has this person had a stroke? Is that... <laughs> yeah. Are we making fun of someone who's, had a, who's, who's got problems? <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's not... cool, man. I don't, I don't think it's cool for us to be making fun of someone who's had a stroke. Yeah, as far as I know... That's serious. That's serious shit. Uh, 
I have no knowledge of Stephen LeDrew uh, having suffered a stroke. Uh, I think he is an adherent to the Truman Capote uh, quote, uh, never miss a chance to have sex or appear on television. I don't know anything about his sex life, but uh, he certainly was eager to appear on television to stand up for something he knows nothing about, nothing at all. He was completely ignorant and ill-equipped to speak to this inclusiveness training workshop. And as um, as my colleague Kevin Sexton pointed out here, Stephen LeDrew's appearance on Fox News, on the number one cable news channel in America succeeded in making absolutely no one happy, right? Tucker Carlson was frustrated and irate with him. Indigenous people, like, no, that's not what Two-Spirit means. Anybody in the LGBTQ community would be shocked and appalled by this. Uh, I'm sure his kids were terribly embarrassed. The Liberal Party of Canada couldn't have been happy about it. And um, his employers at CP24 suspended him because he's not allowed to go on Fox News and make a complete ass of himself without permission. So this this pleased exactly nobody. Okay, also, wasn't the poster in jest like the whole point of the poster as far as i understand it was are you confused by these long acronyms that are now so so come to our inclusiveness workshop and we'll we'll explain what these long crazy acronyms are so like that the whole purpose of the poster wasn't to try and promote a 26 letter acronym the the purpose of the poster was to was 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 funny they were trying to be funny Right. I believe that. Yeah, I believe that that's true. And and I think it, you know, the fact that they had to seek out this tiny grain of outrage in order to support the concept that freedoms are under attack throughout Western civilization. I mean, what a dainty little snowflake Tucker Carlson is that this is worth his time and attention to get angry about. Grievance culture, it knows no political affiliation. Uh, you know, no, that's true. Those of us who are in the business of finding things to get irritated about, you can do it from any end of the spectrum. Oh, and, now, I, and, I, and now who's making fun of the person for finding a way to make this about the left, huh? 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 <laughs> Jerk. What are we going to do about Stephen LeDrew, though, until oh. he represents somebody again? Lest he represent again. Should he be uh, medicated? Is he medicated? Uh, <laughs> should he be physically constrained? This is the problem I want to solve with you right now. How about we just move on? We just, we just, we just chalk this one up to to a terrible mistake and 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 move on. Jen, that is your Canada Land Shortcuts for the week. Thanks for having me. I had a terrible amount of fun with you. Thank you. Uh, you can email me at jesse at canadalandshow.com. I read everything you send me. We are on Twitter at Canada Land. Where can people find you, Jen Gerson? Uh, on Twitter, I guess. Jen Gerson, J-E-N-G-E-R-S-O-N. What do you mean you guess? Go holler at her, people. Oh, people she are going to get so angry about the stroke crack. It's going to be it's gonna be bad. No, she loves, she loves her online readers. Don't believe a word she says. Like us on Facebook and our news stories. And there are some great ones, uh, including the scoop we had this week about Bell's anti-net neutrality plan, uh, their secret anti-net neutrality plan. You can read about all those uh, on our website at CanadaLandShow.com or by liking our Facebook page. Our crowdfunding site is Patreon.com slash CanadaLand. This episode of Canada Land Shortcuts was produced by Radia Chaudhry. Welcome, Radia. Our managing editor is Kevin Sexton. Syndication is provided by CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Visit them online at cfuv.ca. If you like what we do, please support us on Patreon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.